Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. This week I chose the movie. I picked a film that uh, it was just a franchise that we've been meaning to get to that we haven't even touched yet. This is 1993's Leprechaun. <laughs> um, I, I, this movie, right? This movie is interesting. I, I first saw this movie in high school. So 1993, I was a sophomore in high school. And I remember renting it from the video store. It was either that year. It might have been, been the following year. We rented it from the video store. And we had it at one of those sleepover parties. It was a mix of people, guys and girls. And there was a girl I was kind of interested in so i remember not paying too much attention to the movie and (laughs) if you know what i mean possibly even falling asleep uh in the middle of it to be honest and so my my recollection of this movie is just in fits and starts but i do remember that it was a bit of a a bit of a cultural touchstone at the time because wayne's world would always like (laughs) reference it right wouldn't wayne tease garth by saying like I'm the leprechaun. I'm going to come get you. I had forgotten about that. This next movie was great, albeit obscure. It came out during the spring. It's called The Leprechaun. And... uh, yeah, the, uh, the the leprechaun. Cool. I I thought it was excellent. Oh yeah, it was really excellent. It was about this little mythical elfin creature with a really wicked toad. Do you remember that guy? Do you remember? Oh, right. I'm the leprechaun. Whoa! Don't Whoa! try and steal me, particle. Stop it! Stop it! I'm You're scaring me, leprechaun man! Come on! But I saw the leprechaun well, no, it's man. it's me. It's me. Garth. I saw the leprechaun. Just chill. It's all me. Right. All right, pixie dust. All right, pixie dust. Pixie dust. I mean, but I thought you were. I know you thought I was the I... leprechaun. Ah! 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 Okay, okay, Garth, Garth, it's me. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it kind of lived on more for that than. But then it spawned a number of sequels. There was a Leprechaun yeah. Two, a Leprechaun Three, Leprechaun in the Hood. Leprechaun Back to the Hood, Leprechaun in Space, and I've actually seen Leprechaun in Space. uh, (laughs) I don't know that I have. You talk about it incessantly, but I don't think that I've seen it. (laughs) I do, because we need to do a theme month of in-space movies, because there's like Leprechaun in Space, there's like Critters in Space, there's like Jason Goes to Space at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that Jason X? Yeah. Yeah. We're totally going to do that one of these days. But uh, but anyway, we can't do the Leprechaun franchise without hitting the very first one. So that's my background on the movie. How about you, Craig? Yeah, I honestly don't even remember. I, it, yeah, same, I guess. I, I was in high school, too, and I know I didn't see it in the theater, but I definitely saw it and saw it. I, I've seen it a bunch of times, I'm sure, but it had been a really long time. Um, but they do play it on cable quite a bit, and oh, sure. ironically, yesterday, when I needed to watch this for the show, um, I was flipping through the channels, and it was on. And not only was it on, but it was like right at the very beginning, and I was like, well... Isn't no that convenient? Way. Are you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and there was there was it was a marathon. I think they only went up through three on the, uh, some cable channel like Comet or something. I don't know. But oh, do tell me you just kept going. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I have. I mean, this isn't the first time that I've seen them do uh, that marathon, and I have watched some of them. And two isn't particularly memorable. The the lead protagonists are a young couple, and 
I don't know, it's all about their love and blah, blah, blah. I, I feel like the leprechaun, like, wants to marry the female or whatever. And then oh. the third one takes place in Vegas and is actually kind of fun, is, is pretty funny. And those are the only ones I remember. I don't think I saw any of the In the Hoods or, or Space. And then after those, there was a big lull. And then they did a reboot um, without Warwick Davis with a professional wrestle wrestler. I hope I'm not getting this wrong. I, I honestly don't remember, but I feel like the guy's name is Hornswoggle or something like that. <laughs> but he's a professional wrestler, and 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 they tried to uh, they wanted to take it back to real straightforward horror and get away from the comedy. And and I watched I think the first five or ten minutes of that, and it was so bad I turned it off. <laughs> I don't even think I ever even saw the Leprechaun. And then fairly recently I, I, I don't remember if it was sci-fi S- somebody went back to the original franchise and they didn't get Warwick Davis back and I don't remember why but they went back with his look uh, and went kind of back to the comedy and some of the or at least one of the characters Ozzy from this movie was in that most recent one um, and it referenced the events of uh, the first movie and I, I haven't seen it. I, I mean, I'd be willing to watch it, but I haven't seen it. But, yeah, I mean, this this movie, as cornball and goofy as it is, did spawn, you know, kind of a cult franchise. <laughs> so, you know, there's something to be said for that. Frankly, going back, I have fond memories of this movie. And going back and watching it, I'm a little curious as to why. <laughs> You're revising. Uh, oh, isn't that sad when that happens, right? It happens to us a lot on this show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some cute and charming things about it. I mean, my favorite thing about the movie is Warwick Davis. I like mm. Warwick Davis. He's a yes. cool guy. Um, I-, I think he's a good actor. He's done some really good stuff. He was the lead in Willow, which I haven't seen in years, but I just remember being a great fantasy movie. Yeah. And uh, he was in the Harry Potter films. He's he's done lots. He was kind of a, um, you know, he and Billy Barty were kind of the go-to uh, little people yeah. for, for acting roles for a long time. And this is one of the things that he's most famous for. And, and really, he, Warwick Davis is really responsible for what this movie is yeah. because it was conceived as a straightforward horror film and Warwick Davis saw his character as being more of a comedic character and and the writer director Mark Jones you know he liked what Davis was doing with it and so he went along with this major tonal shift where it really became more of a comedy and it is funny <laughs> in a really funny a lot too <laughs> well in a really goofy obvious kind of way yeah watching it this time what struck me the most was that it feels like it's meant to be a kids movie yes that is exactly what I was thinking. I mean, this is along the lines of like Troll and like The Gate and these other kids movies. It really feels like that because like the level of humor and the way it's done and it's quite tame uh, in many ways. 
apparently they had to go back in and reshoot to, to up the gore, right? Exactly, but, right. But even even with that, it's it's not gore. It's not really that gory. No, and the gore and, effects are just blood on a face. You know, they're not really yeah. gross, right? They're not like like what we normally see with these movies, especially at this right. time period, right? Right, right. So it's it's a lot of sight gags. You know, I was talking to my partner last night. And I'm like, okay, so here's the movie. The Leprechaun is. <laughs> on a tricycle. <laughs> the leprechaun is in a little car. The leprechaun is on a skateboard. The leprechaun is on roller skates. The leprechaun <laughs> is in a wheelchair. Oh, like, God. <laughs> you were right. They hit all the major forms of transportation except for, like, a plane and a helicopter. Basically, that's uh, it. It was kind of hilarious just that it kept happening like (laughs) oh like every every scene was a gag i mean at one point the leprechaun is on the roller skates and he goes through a fence and leaves a leprechaun shaped hole in the fence yes like (laughs) like it's so silly um but you know it's a leprechaun right and i get the feeling that they knew what they were doing, that that's what they were going for. They were going for sight gags. They were going for goofy. And uh, if that's what they were going for, they certainly got it. I mean, it's it's not scary. I mean, I don't know what Garth was so afraid no. of. God, no. Because it's not scary at it's all. Not. And it, it, it's kind of a mess, too. It didn't get a lot of critical love. The, the no. director, um, the writer-director, Mark Jones, um, comes from TV writing, mostly writing cartoons, like uh, from the late 70s to the early to mid 80s, he was doing a ton of Hanna-Barbera stuff. And, you know, Hanna-Barbera cartoons, there are like a thousand of them, right? Series. Oh, like yeah. Mr. Magoo, and then they're all new Super Friends Hour, Captain Caveman, Laugh Olympics, Yogi Yogi's. Bear. Yeah, all that stuff. And he was writing for this stuff and did a little bit, uh, like did a couple episodes of The Fall Guy. But this was really like his attempt to break out and do a direct, you know, direct an actual feature film. And so he wrote and directed this. And you can see that pedigree in the goofiness. Now, yeah, I mean, I read the same thing that you did, that Warwick Davis came in and said, look, we can can make this character more comical. But I'm sure that he, coming from this background, either already had some of that in there already, or at least was very well suited to be able to do this kind of silly, kind of kids-type humor. You know, like you said. Yeah. It's just goofy. Well, and I I think that was the right way to go because... Oh, for sure. I I, I think that, you know, a straightforward horror movie about a leprechaun is... You can't get away from that being stupid. I mean, it's just... It's going to be stupid. In, In fact, you know, after... Immediately after this, Mark Jones did another movie, Rumpelstiltskin. I saw it, and it was awful. But mm. I, I, I think that it was more straightforward horror. But it was just dumb, you know, like a a little person in a costume running around, baring his teeth, looking stupid. And and I, you know, it's it's been probably, gosh, I don't know, twenty or more years ago since I've seen that, but I just remember it being terrible. So Mm. I think that taking the comedic spin on it was the right way to go. Yeah. But also, I don't think that this movie would have made any impact at all, and I think that it would have faded into obscurity, and we would not be talking about it had it not starred 
Jennifer Aniston and her original nose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I love her original nose. I didn't see anything wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joy I, to see in this film. <laughs> I'm specu I'm speculating. It just looks a little different to me. But <laughs> no, I mean this is it's an unknown Jennifer Aniston. This was right before Friends came out. Like right before. Like the year before. Yeah. And of course as soon as Friends came out, then Jennifer Aniston was a household name. She was a huge superstar. And this little stupid movie that she did did amazingly well on VHS because of her name recognition. I'm sure it's why we rented it. I'm sure it was. Oh, probably. I, I, I don't know. I rented everything. But yeah, she's in this. She's embarrassed by it. I understand <laughs> why she might be, you know. Uh, For a couple reasons. <laughs> yeah, Warwick Davis at one point kind of publicly called her out for denying the existence of this movie. And she responded. And, and she acknowledged that, that this was her first film success. But she's just embarrassed by her roots by her early work and well, and she had done some other stuff too there was a ferris bueller's day off tv pilot that she did she played ferris's sister there was another uh right before she got friends she was in another lame sitcom that the the producers of friends were able to get her out of her contract for that so that they could get her on friends uh, another interesting connection is that jennifer aniston comes from an acting family here it comes jennifer aniston's dad john aniston is a longtime veteran of drum roll please oh which soap opera days of our lives there we go <laughs> i knew that was coming I didn't know, but I knew by your buildup that we were coming to yet another soap opera connection that really this is the only reason why I keep you on this show, Craig, is so you can make these soap opera connections. I, I'm like the days of our lives consultant on yeah, this show. Yeah, you, you, you have the knowledge that I don't have to really com- fill out all the, the complete picture. <laughs> John Aniston has been on Days of Our Lives for probably 40 years and, oh. and still is, uh, periodically at least. I, I don't watch it. I haven't watched it in years, but uh, periodically he's still on. He plays Victor Kyriakis and uh, sometimes hero, sometimes villain. But I think, if I remember correctly, that Jen Aniston and her dad had a very strained relationship. I, I don't think that he was very much present in her life. So I don't think that um, she really got much help from him in huh. the industry. I, I think that in their adult lives that they've kind of reconciled, but uh, I know that there was a lot of tension between them when she was a, a, a girl. Um, but anyway, here she is, and, and she's... You know, she's embarrassed by it. I can understand why. Yeah. But really, she shouldn't be. It's a bad movie. There's there's nothing more, really, that she could have done with it. You know, is she good in it? No. no. <laughs> but, but what you're saying is, like, the material she had to work with, right? I mean, the, li- yeah. the writing is... The writing for such an experienced writer is kind of shockingly bad. Yeah, it's bad. But but the other thing that I wanted to mention is the reason that she shouldn't be embarrassed by it is because so many huge name actors got their start in crappy horror movies. Yes. Matthew McConaughey, Renee Zellweger, Meg Ryan, um, Viggo Mortensen, Brad Pitt, 
the list just goes on and on and on. And so, you know, what's there to be ashamed of? Loosen you got up. work. It put you out there. <laughs> Loosen up, Jen. Come on. Come on. Calm down. You got to. Uh, the producers didn't even want her on this movie. It was the, right. It was Mark Jones who had to push and push and push to get her on there. And again, really wise choice, because as you said, that is probably the only reason why this thing did so well on the rental circuit is because of her presence in there. There are other recognizable characters in here. Oh, gosh, yeah. Alex, the little yeah. kid, Robert High Gorman. You know, he's not a name that you probably rattles off your you know, your tongue, but he was one of these go-to little kids, right, on TV uh, and in movies uh, at this time. You, uh, he was in Forever Young just before this, which was a movie we used to watch a lot. Rookie of he the was, Year. He was in one of the greatest movies of the 1990s, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter Said. Like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that is a classic as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I like that Yeah, one. totally recognizable. And the guy in here who plays Ozzy, again, not a dude that you know anybody could probably recall their name so quickly, but Mark Holton is just a character actor in pretty much everything. He was a Pee-wee's Big Adventure. From, yeah, Pee-wee's yeah. Big Adventure. He was the bratty, <laughs> snotty, grown man-child. He's hilarious in that movie. And he's pretty funny in this movie, too. That Again, this movie is dated. This character would never fall today. Um, no. I, I think that uh, the, the safest thing that we can say to describe him is that he's a simpleton. But it, it, I mean, it, it's certainly implied that he's in some way mentally handicapped. And though he's a, a lovable character, everything these days is just so PC and you have to be so very careful about, you know, representation, which I, I'm not saying is a bad thing. And I, I don't even no. want to get into a big discussion about cancel culture because I have mixed feelings about it and I feel like no matter what I say I'm going to piss somebody off um, <laughs> but it was a it was a different time and and his character is is lovable he uh, Ozzy that guy and and the kid Alex are kind of this cute little duo and they're fun in the movie and then we have a, a hunky dude the hunky dude Ken Olant uh, and he uh, was one of the guys in April Fool's Day uh-huh which is another favorite of ours, uh, was on a, quite a bit of TV. I don't know. I don't know if I didn't really recognize him too much except for his role in, in April Fool's Day, but... Uh, familiar. He's a nice-looking dude. Yeah, yeah. looks familiar. And the father, he's barely a presence in the movie, but his name is, um, I think, John Sanderford, and he was in Firestarter. Actually, a lot of television. I feel like... What is it that I used to see him in? Um I guess you never... A Days of Our Lives? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, but it wouldn't surprise me. He was. He was Crawford Decker in Days of Our Lives. See? I'm telling you. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> we should start a spinoff podcast. <laughs> I've said it a million times. I, I, I'd have to wa start watching the show again. I don't know if I can commit that much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... It's a simple, it's a very, very simple movie. It's, it's, a, it's about 15 minutes too long, in my opinion. Oh, my you know? God. It got really old. It was an hour and a half long, and I swear I was checking the timestamp every 10 minutes. Yes. It, it, was, it was way, 
way, way too long. It would have been a really funny 30 minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, it just went on and on and on, and it was just like, even though it was different gags every time, it really wasn't. No. It was really just the same gags over and over again. The same type type of gags, right? Ooh, the goofy leprechaun is, you know, dancing on a skateboard away from them. I mean, it, it's... The first 20 minutes is way too long, and that's bad. You know, I don't think the movie kicks off with a huge bang. Well, that was the, I felt like that was the only part that was a little bit scary. The first part, the very, very first scene. I mean, well, in the opening, the lepre- there's a leprechaun who comes down some stairs that seem like they're underground or something, and he's counting his gold and talking about his gold. Uh, and he does a little, a little nursery rhyme type thing. He, he, he speaks in rhyme every now and then and, and sings these songs, which is kind of cute. Try as they will, and try as they bite. Who steals me gold? Won't live through the night. But then we get uh, a, a guy who swings up in a limo to an old country townhouse, uh, and his name is O'Grady. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel O'Grady. Strong <laughs> Irish accent, tosses a bottle of Jameson. You know, his wife is like, oh, Daniel O'Grady, what are you up to this time? Yeah. You know, just, just kind of over-the-top Irish. And you're thinking, oh, okay, so this starts on Ireland. No, <laughs> it's it's like somewhere... Um, well, he's where, just where he's just we? come back. I, well, we're not in L.A. Uh, I know that we're in North Dakota for this because the dad makes a makes a comment about it earlier. Right, and he comes, but but he's come he's come back from Ireland. Yes. He was going to his mother's funeral, but he comes home rich and drunk, and it turns out he tells his wife that uh, he caught a leprechaun and he got his gold and like he shows the bag of gold and um, he's gonna go hide it or whatever but there's a storm a brewing mm. and while he's out hiding the gold uh, the wife hears a child like crying and then singing from his suitcase <laughs> <laughs> and so and the, the kid's like, I can't breathe in here. Please let me out. And so, well, that's pretty good, Craig. <laughs> so she, it seems like you've I, done this before. I, I'm a voice actor on the side. I don't if, if you didn't know that. Um, oh, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the leprechaun pops out of the suitcase and pushes the wife down the stairs and she's dead and then he comes back and chases the leprechaun around with a gun and the leprechaun's like taunting him and speaking in his wife's voice and um, acting very cocky until this guy pulls out a four-leaf clover and then the leprechaun's <laughs> like, oh no, put that away! Ah. It's a real four-leaf clover. It's this. It's so silly, right? Because he's holding this tiny little four-leaf clover yeah. in one hand and a big gun in the other hand. But, you know, this is just between his thumb and forefinger as he holds this out. You know, it's like a, a really comical version of like, Van Helsing advancing on Dracula. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and that's it exactly. It's like a cross to a vampire. It you know he's scared of it or whatever, and he gets the leprechaun into a crate, uh, and he's gonna burn it. I think he's gonna burn the house down. But he, I, I thought he died of a heart attack, but we find out later that he just he had a stroke before yeah. he could burn it. And then we shoot to ten years later with this aerial shot of this car driving through what I I imagine probably. Was California. It looked like California to me. 
And there's like a kooky four leaf clover song playing in the background. Yeah. Kind of so stupid. Some very labored uh, dialogue between um, Jennifer Aniston's character Tori and her dad. And it's just basically setting this point. And, and you know, th- part of the problem with this movie I was I think there were setups without payoffs here or themes that were I thought they were trying to establish early in the movie that didn't actually go anywhere. One of these things is that, you know, she's her dad's hauling her out to this middle of the nowhere backwoods place to this cabin that he's gotten for them for some. I don't know if it's a if it was ever explained why. No. She's this Beverly Hills, you know, kind of prissy priss girl who's supposedly very concerned about money and, and all of that. I'm going to be miserable here. There's no swimming pool. There's no shopping malls. There's no cable. But you don't even have a TV. Oh, the sure in Beverly Hills. There, a little bit later, there's a line where he actually says to her, you know, there are more important things in life than money. And she's kind of like, oh, really? Well, what would that be? Um, she tries to pay a guy off later. And and I thought, oh, okay, so, you know, the leprechaun, the gold thing, somehow she's going to have some character arc where, you know, the, it's going to have something to do with her love of money and she's going to realize that that leads to issues and problems, you know. Oh, no. I thought maybe she would get the gold, <laughs> you know, something like that. Nothing like that at all. No. That's just kind of completely dropped. She's just a very flat Beverly Hills princess type character. And I imagine she didn't have to dig too far <laughs> too deep for that <laughs> probably not well, she she wears LA gear sneakers and like oh my so god cutely dated oh and her like these denim shorts with like patterned fabric sewn into it and a bodysuit that i guarantee you snapped at the crotch <laughs> it's so early 90s i mean it's it's funny for she she has a portable phone and that's what she calls it like hold on i'll use my portable (laughs) which which at the time i mean come on like this he she had a little flip phone there i'm surprised she had a signal out there i didn't know we had such cell coverage uh, oh i know 1993 honestly we probably didn't they go out to this shack which was the old grady's place except it's all grown over and, and it's out in the middle of nowhere kind of at the foot of some mountains or something and they spend an awful lot of time in the basement. It's like they go into the house. The first place they go is the basement. And this basement's probably like the size of my living room. But they spend a lot of time like looking around. And God, that was when I first started looking at my watch. I was like, God, just get out of the basement already. Mm-hmm. They're having their whole conversation there. And she's like, oh, Grody. Oh, look at this. Oh, a spider. Ooh, this. Ooh, And that. it's a tarantula. That always cracks me up in... <laughs> stupid horror movies where there are just tarantulas <laughs> crawling around and they're like ew a spider like yeah like, i'd be i'd be freaked out if i saw a tarantula in my house too <laughs> Ugh, man how often does that happen though in real life not where do you have to go here. i don't know to australia get that's where all the big scary things are i don't know i guess yeah um but yeah the the dialogue is is just it's just terrible uh all yeah. around and and she keeps talking about how she's I, I, you could if you took a shot every time she said she was going to get a reservation at a hotel, you would be dead by the end of the movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so she runs out of the house because she's going to go to a hotel, but then she bumps into the hot guy. And the hot guy is Nathan. He's like the head of this painting crew called Three Guys Who Paint. 
and it's uh-huh. him and Alex, the kid, a child, and Ozzy, the simpleton. And how these boys, men, are <laughs> related to one another is never explained. Like, oh. I guess they just all live together and paint houses <laughs> in the most garish colors you can imagine. <laughs> That's right, bright blue and red. <laughs> it looks so stupid. Oh. And, like, it's a terrible, terrible paint job. And they're just, throughout, like, the first 45 minutes of the movie, they're just painting this one, like, three-by-three three <laughs> spot on the house. And these ugly, bold, like, it looks like tempura paint. <laughs> it looks just I, I, awful. I thought... I thought for a minute I was watching Cool as Ice, you know? That was how <laughs> that was how the houses are all painted in that movie. And it's like they switched from blue to paint a little bit of red on the shutters, but didn't finish painting the shutter and just went back to painting blue again on the wall. They spent hours out there. Then they need to go get more paint, apparently, Yes, at some and, point. <laughs> and Jen Aniston, because there's a hot guy now, she is going to stay and she wants to stay and she's like flirting with him and helping. And at some point, there's a stupid, <laughs> there's a stupid gag where we don't even see how it happens, but Ozzy gets paint dumped all over his head. So he has to go inside to get cleaned up and he goes downstairs and the leprechaun tricks him using the kid's voice, uh, into getting him out of the crate and he gets out of the crate. And then Ozzy runs upstairs like, there's a leprechaun down there. In the 30 seconds that he's been gone, Jen Aniston has managed to get paint all over her arms. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Did nobody tell you how to paint? (laughs) Exactly. By the way, she's not wearing an apron or anything (laughs) with her fancy expensive clothes here. Good thing she only managed to get it on her arm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And and so then, of course, you know, they think, oh, just simple Ozzy. But they go down there to, you know, check it out or whatever, and they they uncover a rat or something. And so they, yeah. they, they, they write it off. And um, all of this at this point is, is playing like a Disney movie of the week. Yeah. I mean, this is yes! what I was like, oh, God, this is totally like a kid's movie is what I was thinking at this point. But I remembered it being gory, so I was holding out for the gore. Well, and the leprechaun says, like, when he's talking to Ozzy, Ozzy's like, what are you? And he's like, see me hat and the buckles on me shoes? I'm a leprechaun. Like, just this, <laughs> just the stupidest. Oh, my God. And then comes a part that I still don't understand. So they go down. They haven't found the leprechaun. Oh, I found your leprechaun. It's a mouse. Then they come out of the house, and as soon as they get out of the house, a rainbow paints across the sky. In the middle of a perfectly clear day. And yes, I didn't remember that at all. It is like the reading rainbow. Like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It just shoots across the sky. And they look up at it, and they're like, oh, it's a rainbow. And here, it just, there's a lot of this, like, unbelievable just complete disconnect holes in the movie and the plot and things i just don't understand why ozzy suddenly is like hey you know what they say is at the end of a rainbow pot of gold maybe we can go get the pot of gold and he goes tearing off and alex goes tearing off after him to look for the gold at the end of the rainbow which they immediately find which they do because the (laughs) rainbow literally like (laughs) like comes right down onto a, a 
broken down truck. And it, the gold materializes in front of us inside this truck. So they right. look inside the truck, they find a little gold piece, and then af- as they're looking, a bag materializes. So what is the deal? Did the leprechaun make the gold appear? It can't be. No, because he doesn't know where it is. Right. So the old Grady hid the gold, but he didn't hide it in the old truck, did he? Or if he did, he must why have. wasn't it just why wasn't it just there? I why don't did it know. materialize? And why did this rainbow suddenly come up right after the leprechaun was left was taken out of the crate? Because this is a children's movie. I mean, it feels so much like a children's movie. Like, not, you know, so that they follow to the end of the rainbow and then the rainbow disappears. But then as they're like walking by the truck, the, uh, the little gold piece in the truck like sparkles and there's like a twinkle sound effect. Like, yeah. <laughs> just to, like, oh, there's the gold piece in there. It, it feels like it was made for children. Yes. For like grade school children. It's crazy. Well, Alex is all excited. He's going. They're going to. If it's real, you know, they're rich, but they can't tell any of the grownups because grownups, you know, grownups are, especially with money, they'll just take it. Mm. So he tells Ozzy that he can keep the one piece that they found, but he's going to keep the sack. And they're like, "Is yes. it real?" And Ozzy's like, "Oh well, I know how to tell if it's real. You just bite it." And then the camera cuts away from him, and then it cuts back, and he's choking. He swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> And then Alex says the weirdest thing. He says, We can get you an operation. For what? To make you smart. See, we can go to the hospital and have them operate and fix your brain. But, but, but I, I'm smart. Yeah, well, sort of. See, what I mean is we can make you real smart. That way people won't make fun of you. They make fun of me? Not in front of you. Only behind your back. Come on, let's go to the well. Like, <laughs> you're so mean. Like, <laughs> this guy was oblivious to the fact that people were talking about him behind his back, and you're just going to tell him? like For no reason. Like, what was the point? He didn't have to convince him of anything in particular at this moment, right? He was just getting him excited about having gold or something. And also the soundtrack follows through with this sort of Disney feel. And... And I felt like, oh, this kind of this slightly sad, poignant moment where this guy, for the first time ever, realizes that maybe he's not quote-unquote normal like everybody else and is affected by it. And I thought that was going to go somewhere, but it didn't. They just have this moment, and then they scamper off, and that's really the last we hear about it until much later when the boy admits that he told Ozzy that they would fix his brain. And Tori says, there's no operation that can change Ozzy. And he says, yeah, but he doesn't know that. (laughs) What? (laughs) You had no need to first tell this guy there's something wrong with him, and then tell him, but we can fix it. To what end? (laughs) It it was so weird. I mean, the whole character of Ozzy... Was problematic. And I, I would be interested. I would be interested to see the newest movie because Ozzy's in it, and I would be interested to see if he still plays it the same way. I, I imagine that he does, mm. but it's just—it's not. You can't say that. Oh, he is this, or oh, he has this. Like he's just childlike. Like he's playing it like a—he's a, a grown man 
but he acts he like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's awkward. It didn't bother me in the nineties. Frankly, it doesn't bother me now, but again, it's too comical. I feel like it just wouldn't fly today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the leprechaun <laughs> strokes <laughs> Tori's legs from under the truck, which is. And, and like she thinks it's Nathan like so she thinks that Nathan crawled under the truck to stroke her legs what I know right after he just walked by her like moments <laughs> right. ago and then dad says oh it's just an old possum honey and then they all kind of turn and they hear a cat meow and they're all facing off screen but we never see a cat we just see them facing off screen and a cat meowing a few more times, and they go, oh, it was a cat. It's just the weirdest editing choices, right? Yeah. Like, usually, the cat meows, everybody turns, and then like we get a shot of the cat, and then, oh, it was just a you cat. Know, a like, cat? Everybody just stands <laughs> there, and this freaking cat off-screen meows. It's the leprechaun making a cat noise. <laughs> yeah. Inside the stump of a tree. Right, and the dad like reaches his whole arm down in there why like just leave it alone (laughs) do you need a cat right now like and then then it the leprechaun bites him and he pulls his his hand out and i don't know what they thought was in there because it looked like a alligator bit his hand or like <laughs> he did it's like half his hand is his huge chunk out of it yeah it's Great. it's really so then they take him to the hospital which gets him out of the way for the rest of the movie but it also gets them in town so that alex and ozzy can take the coin to the coin store to joe's coins in the middle of the night <laughs> and joe is more than happy to let them in and he looks at it and he's like oh these are interesting markings on here can i keep this overnight and study it sure <laughs> okay and then this is where uh, you know i kind of stopped paying attention well, to the movie. So they leave. Ozzy and Alex leave. And, of course, we know what's going to happen to Joe with his leprechaun coin. He try- locks up, but he hears noises. And he turns to open his safe to put the coin away. And when he opens the safe, out jumps the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. So this leprechaun can presumably just kind of be wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. He can materialize in, clo- in locked safes. He can materialize next to people. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Yet... He has to ride a tricycle (laughs) all the way out (laughs) behind the van to get to town. Uh, Yeah. And then he has to steal once he kills Joe uh, and gets his coin back. With a pogo stick. And and I imagine that this is one of the kills that they probably put in and reshoot. So they're like, we need more gore. So the leprechaun, I don't, he gets the guy down on the ground somehow but then he goes over and gets a pogo stick and just pogo sticks on his chest whilst reciting this limerick this old leg he played one he played pogo on his life teach you to steal me gold (laughs) it's very silly and very stupid and the gore effects are not good i mean it's just not good at all blood I mean, I, I guess it kind of it looks, it's the color of blood, I guess, but 
it kind of doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's I mean, just, it's just it's so just ridiculous. Filmed, you can't, you can barely see anything. I mean, the idea of a guy pogo sticking someone to death is intriguing, and it would be kind of horrifying. But you can't even see it. All you see is kind of the end result, which is just a guy laying there with some blood on him. Yeah, and and from like you said, well, or excuse me, I feel like this is what kind of what you were getting at from this point. Nothing really happens. Like, it's just the leprechaun running around. Like, he steals this little car from the coin store and then gets pulled over by a cop. And there's a big, long, long scene of him, like, playing with the cop, playing hide-and-seek with the cop. I mean, there's a huge diversion from his quest for gold. You know what I mean? Uh, he's not so single-minded that he can't spend 20 minutes running around and playing hide-and-seek with this cop in the woods. So he kills him, he breaks his neck, but seriously, that scene went on forever. Oh. It feels like they're stretching for time. Like, <laughs> like yeah. the plot is so simple that they have to throw in these scenes because they're trying to get to an hour and a half, and it feels like it. It's a little bit painful. The leprechaun yeah. goes back to the house and searches the house and, like, finds a box of Lucky Clover cereal, which is obviously a Lucky Charms knockoff. <sighs> Lucky Charms agreed to be featured in the movie, and then they saw the movie and pulled back out, which I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, it's kind of funny. But it, but what's the point? I mean, hardy har, he finds the Lucky Charms, and then he eats it and spits it out. Stupid. And then shines all the shoes in the house. Like, he is compelled yeah. <laughs> to shine shoes. Like, he has to. Like, if he yeah. sees shoes, he has to shine them. That's important. Yeah, that'll pay off later. The gang all comes, yeah, they all come back, they find the mess, they find the shoes. <laughs> That's right. And they're just sort of like, oh, this is weird, you know? <laughs> like, they just kind of, they're just willing to kind of throw their hands in the air and go, oh, well, whatever, you know, at some of this stuff. Well, like, and, it, uh, Nathan, it was probably a bear. The bears come down here every once in a while. Oh, bears yeah, came well, in. no big yeah. deal then. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. Bears will come into your house when you're not home. <laughs> it happens. Place, right? <laughs> and as far as the shoes go, who knows, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Bear likes shoes. So then the Nathan says, I'm going to go check out the bedrooms and find out where we're going to stay tonight. And I'm like, what? Did they all come out here? Did they have no plan? Like, the painters are going to stay at the house? Right? Like, what? Don't they have a home of their own? And then I just dawned on me, this house is still just chock full of cobwebs. Like, even though the dad had fully stocked the kitchen pantry, he couldn't at least dust off the very shelves he was putting the Lucky Charm cereal on. They were cobwebs over doors, the cabinet doors that they were all opening and closing. And I thought, my God, they spent a lot of time painting the outside of the house, but not even dusting off the table they were planning to eat at that night or making a bed that they were planning to sleep in. And why are they even there? Yes. Like, <laughs> this is, is this their vacation in this shithole house? Like, I don't get it. Nathan goes out to like, I don't know, they hear a noise or something. So he goes out and, and falls into a bear trap that apparently the leprechaun set. And then the leprechaun reveals himself and everybody sees him and like he's attacking Nathan and everybody else is just standing around whacking him with stuff. Watching. Like, <laughs> hitting him, just yeah. whacking him. Fun. And Ozzy <laughs> calls the cops, but obviously 
this also Jenna Aniston when she's not saying that she's gonna uh, be going to a hotel, she's ordering people around. Like she's she's constantly <laughs> telling Ozzy and Alex what to do. She tells Ozzy to call the cops. But of course they don't believe him because, you know, simple Aussies like, it's, it's the attack, it's the attack, the leprechauns attacking, send the army, send the, yeah. uh, Alex gets a shotgun, Nathan shoots the leprechaun, they think he's dead even though the body's not there, uh, and then <laughs> Tori gets the trap off Nathan, and she's like, Nathan, that was no f***ing bear. <laughs> <laughs> so I also felt like they were, like they had to try to get the R rating. Yeah. Say yeah. fuck a couple times. <laughs> we only need yeah, two. Right. We only need two for the R. Oh, my God. Well, the other thing is they are shooting this leprechaun a hell of a lot. The leprechaun gets shot by people I don't know how many times, and it seems to work, but it really doesn't. But the leprechaun will just lay there, and then they just walk away from it for a little while and chatter. And then when they come back to look for the leprechaun, he's gone. And so at this point, I would be thinking, all right, well, obviously shooting the leprechaun doesn't do anything. But all they do for the rest of the movie is get chased by the leprechaun and chase the leprechaun with guns in their hands, trying to, continually trying to shoot it. And when they do end up shooting it and it's dead on the ground, they walk away from it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I guess it does immobilize him momentarily, but I, I think that the suggestion... But they don't take advantage of that. Not really. <laughs> Eventually, you know, they, they try to get in the car and go away, but the leprechauns sabotage the car, and the leprechaun attacks and bites Ozzy's ear. But they, they keep trying to take this junky car with the with the wonky distributor cap. Why don't they take the freaking Jeep? That she, right, that she has... Well, be, okay, so before that... The camera pans across the jeep on their way to the i know it doesn't make any sense and eventually they you know they're like oh well he just wants the gold so we have to give him the gold and ozzy's like oh well not ozzy alex is like well i hit it in the well so go out you know pull up the bucket it's in the bucket so tori goes out there and she pulls it up and it's in there and the leprechaun apparates you know right in front of her right next to her and and she gives him the gold and he kisses her on the cheek and she runs inside and she's like oh well it's over because he got the gold or whatever but then the leprechaun counts the gold and one coin is missing the one that Ozzy swallowed so he's not satisfied he attacks again and they're like what do we do we can't kill it and uh, somebody one of the boys is like well we should ask Mr. O'Grady this was his house and he used to always talk about leprechauns and stuff so we should ask him and they're like well where is he uh, in a rest home so <laughs> Tori so they- jumps in the jeep to go to the rest home and leaves the rest of them there why that doesn't make any sense yeah. Why why wouldn't they all go first of all and secondly the leprechaun follows and chases her. Why? She doesn't have the gold. It's Ozzy's got it. It makes no sense. And there's this whole stupid scene like uh <laughs> it should have been cut. It sh- it's one of the many scenes that should have been cut where she goes and creeps around this rest home for an hour the worst rest home in the usa which has a sleeping security guard you can just walk right by and it's dead silent and completely dark all night long well and and right in front of the sleeping guard there's a tablet 
that says in huge letters on the front room numbers like that like written in sharpie (laughs) so dumb she goes and she finds mr o'grady's room and she talks to him but ah surprise it's not him it's leprechaun then the leprechaun chases her around in a wheelchair and it's just the goofiest looking thing (laughs) and then she chases her he chases her onto an elevator there's she the elevator doors happen to shut just as she gets in there and as she's going down in the elevator suddenly O'Grady falls through the roof of the elevator and it's just hanging there like the but is alive long enough to tell her that you need a four-leaf clover if if you can get a four-leaf clover and you can touch him with it then you can kill him and he's like there's a there's a clover patch back at the house <laughs> <laughs> so she jumps in her jeep and heads back to the house and the stupid leprechaun follows her in the wheelchair he should have told her that there was a four-leaf clover in the basement on top of that crate well it has to be freshly plucked that's what he said it worked for 10 years on that crate though i know i know don't ask me i didn't write it Uh. (laughs) i don't know why the leprechaun who teleported next to her you know next to the the well hasn't just teleported back home why did he take that wheelchair all the way to the house well because that wouldn't be as funny (laughs) and see i mean we skipped all of these things but i already mentioned them seriously Roller skates, skateboard, like <laughs> anything with wheels that you can imagine, he's in at some or on at some point. And there's one point where he's like, like it's like, you know, um, at carnivals, those old like shooting galleries where something will just go back and yes. forth across. <laughs> it's him on a skateboard, like he's he's standing up on it, then he's laying down on it, then he's like, I don't know, doing a headstand on it. It's like it's just the most it, ridiculous thing. It sounds funnier than it is, especially by this point in the movie when you've seen enough of this shit. So yes. <laughs> They, okay, so they get back, and she goes to the glowing clover field. <laughs> yes. It glows. Yes. She looks and looks, can't find it. The leprechaun chases her back inside. Eventually, they... Oh, they're back. The three adult ones, Ozzy, Nathan, and her, end up back there. Meanwhile, Alex is trying to set a trap for the leprechaun or something. And then there's this whole stupid Tori's like we'll never find it this is so stupid we don't have time and Ozzy's like yes you will you will find it you just have to believe and she's like damn it Ozzy I'm tired of your talk about fairies and leprechauns and all of that we don't have time for that now and he's like (laughs) you lost your faith you can do it you just gotta believe and so she closes her eyes and she just reaches into the clover patch (laughs) okay fine i believe how's that and lo and behold she pulls up the four-leaf clover like where is this coming from (laughs) when did this become a movie about faith faith like what so crazy so stupid The leprechaun gets Alex and uh, is attacking him, and the rest of them run in, and Ozzy's like, it's not him you want, it's me, I swallowed the coin, and so then the leprechaun starts chasing him, and he eventually gets him and starts slashing at him. I felt bad for this poor guy, because, like, it's in his stomach, quit slashing at his face, mean. Yeah. 
But uh, the the kid, Alex, <laughs> takes the four-leaf clover, puts it on a wad of gum, and pulls back his slingshot, gets the leprechaun's attention, <laughs> says, F*** you, Lucky Charms. Which is the only good line <laughs> in the whole movie. <laughs> and he shoots it, and it goes right in the leprechaun's mouth, and then the leprechaun is in agony, and he, like, stumbles over to the well, and he melts, like, gremlin-style, like... Yeah. Spike at the end of Gremlins, except there's also like you know, I don't know, like green lightning and lights you know, stuff around him, or whatever. He falls back into the well, and they're like, "Yay, it's over!" But then he crawls back up, and I don't know, says something stupid, and Nathan pops him back down and and dumps gasoline in there and lights it, and it explodes because that's how gasoline works. It'll look like a bomb. (laughs) 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 And then it's morning, and the cops are there, and the dad is there, and it's all over, and everything is fine. But the camera pans to the well so that the leprechaun can say some rhyme about how he'll be back. Um, And he is, because that's what happens in the second movie, that some other group of dummies ends up at that house, and somehow he gets resurrected out of the well, and it just goes from there. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, like, I liked it. I remember liking it. and I, that, I, I I guess I was just, you know, I guess when we're teenagers were just idiots i mean I, yeah i mean that that's for sure true well we had uh, a different level of horror movie around us at that time too and yeah, warwick davis yeah. and jennifer aniston and it was a leprechaun and it was silly and goofy and and wayne's world was talking about it you know and i mean i can kind of put myself back there and and remember how i was and how i felt and what we had to work with and kind of know that why I maybe liked it but as I admit I was only half paying attention to it I think if I actually had to sit down and pay attention take freaking notes on this movie back then like I did now even my teenage self back in 1993 wouldn't have would have been pretty pissed off yeah I don't know but I I I can almost imagine that kids like little kids Mm. might still find this amusing just because the humor is so juvenile and and goofy, and th- you know, that that's not a hit on kids. I'm just saying it, it seems no. like it's it's, it's more them. yeah, it's it's oriented towards you know a younger audience that would appreciate maybe the silliness of it more. Um, and, and kids, you know, there's a little bit of gore, a little bit, and, and some kids would probably be affected negatively by that, but I, you know, I know a lot of little kids who are, you know, playing Call of Duty or whatever, you know, (laughs) so they've definitely seen worse, um, I'd let little kids watch it if I was confident that they, you know, could handle that little bit of gore. I mean, if they could see Um, any of the other kiddie type movies that we've seen, Gremlins or, or, you know, I mean, they could watch this for sure. And and they might find it funny. I, I, on the other hand, am old and jaded and was just 
rolling my eyes and looking at my watch like, come on. (laughs) Why isn't this over yet? And and this was a surprise for both of us, right? Like, we just did not remember it this way. But, you know, I'd be real. I'm very interested to hear what our listeners think about it and if they've seen it now you know as Mm. adults and what they think of it now uh and if there's if they still appreciate it for reasons beyond nostalgia because i know that nostalgia is a very powerful force (laughs) but uh beyond that so let us know you know leave us a comment on our webpage or um on on facebook uh if 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 you're in the same boat as us where you appreciated it for what it was at the time but now uh, it's something different or if you think that we're just being dicks, <laughs> I, but that's the thing, Todd. I don't. I don't think we're snobby no, guys most we're not. of the and time. Nostalgia saves a lot of movies for us. At the end of the day, we're willing to overlook a lot for that. And this one just uh, it didn't work this time around. Not for me. I mean, it was. I, I enjoyed watching it because I knew we'd have a good time talking about it. But yeah. beyond that. Um, I certainly would never have any reason to watch it from start to finish again. I mean, if it, if it were on and there was nothing else on and I wasn't really paying any attention anyway, sure, let it play in the background, but uh, that's about it. Yep, agreed. Well, thank you for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed this one, please share it with a friend. You can find us online. Just search Two Guys in a Chainsaw podcast on Google, and you'll find our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, and our website. You can just leave us one of these comments on any one of those places. We'll get back to you, and we will be getting back to more requests here very soon. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. With Two Guys in a Chainsaw. Chainsaw.